So I have, on several different occasions, been asked to tell the story of when I met Bill and Janelle Caldwell for the first time, and my experience with Buffalo Wild Wings. And as traumatic as this memory is to me, I figured if I put it down in this format, perhaps when someone asked me to regale them with some of my trauma... I can just refer them to this podcast and not have to go back into the deep wells of trauma within my psyche. So, there I was. 2005. I had just recently come back on active duty as a chaplain. My family and I were being stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And the first thing we decided to do was to find a chapel so that we could get a community of believers around us and begin to become a a part of that um, fellowship on Fort Bragg. So we went to a place called Chapel Next, and Chapel Next is absolutely wonderful, very vibrant uh, church in the military community. It's a... um, type of church where you can come in your sandals and flip-flops and um, just relax while a live band plays and the pastor will normally have his cup of coffee close to him or her while they um, begin to do the message and it's very relaxing. I like it a lot. Well, we found our chapel next service and during that particular service, the pastor recognized the fact that it was PCS season and a lot of new families had arrived at Fort Bragg. And so he challenged each of us to get together with one of the families that had been there for a while and to get to know each other. And so one particular couple invited about five different families to come over to their house that night. And Jennifer and I were were one of those families. And Bill and Janelle Caldwell was another one of the families. And so after we'd got selected into our little groups and paired off for dinner that particular night in the community at this couple's house, Janelle and Jennifer began to talk and found out that they had a lot in common and decided they wanted to spend a little bit of extra time with the Dix family. And so they invited us to come out to lunch with them prior to the dinner at this other family's house. And so they said the place that they were going to go take us to lunch was Buffalo Wild Wings. I'd never been to Buffalo Wild Wings before, but it had wings and therefore couldn't be all that bad. So we met at this particular store and it was like um, a sports bar and on the menu they had every kind of wing you could imagine with different spices And then they had different levels of heat intensity. And one of the ones that I saw on there was the um, Fireman's Challenge. And when I saw it, I was instantly intrigued. Because it said it was going to give you so many wings that they called suicide wings. And if you could eat all of these particular wings in under a certain amount of time, 
without drinking water, without dipping it into the sauces, and without um, making those wings come back again on the table where the wait staff would have to clean it up, then your um, name would go down in Buffalo Wild Wing history. You'd get a picture taken with you, um, and it would go up on the wall so that other people walking into Buffalo Wild Wings would know that it is humanly possible to survive their suicide wing challenge. And so I was all for it. I like spicy stuff, and this was a chance to set my reputation down in Fort Bragg and the, um, the local community area once and for all, right at the beginning. So I said, I will take this particular challenge. Well, the wings came out. And when they say suicide wings, they weren't joking. They were really stinking spicy. I mean, not, not the spicy where once you eat it, your mouth starts tingling, you start hiccuping and maybe um, starting to, to sweat a little bit. No, these ones, I took the first bite and at first I thought, I can't taste anything at all, so this isn't bad. Then I realized I couldn't taste anything at all, which meant I had just seared my taste buds. It went straight to, I've lost all feeling in my face, and then my throat began to constrict, and I realized that um, I was ingesting poison one bite at a time. But now everyone was looking at me. I had talked about how I could do this. And so for the very um, law of peer pressure, I had to continue to eat. So I figured if I was going to die anyway, I might as well die a winner. So I continued to eat as fast as I could. I wasn't tasting it anyway. And I shoveled it all in. And sure enough, I came in under the time hack, completely miserable. But I was miserable with a smile on my face because I knew that there would be photos. Got my photo taken, got um, a little t-shirt that had the Buffalo Wild Wings logo on it, and my name was written down in history there in the Fort Bragg community as someone who survived the Suicide Hot Wing Challenge. I was so proud of myself. It's really dumb. But I had done it. So now we still have a few hours until it's time to go to dinner at this other family's house whom we have not spent time with yet. We just had the, the name and got to shake hands and got directions to the location. So I had a good three hours for the rot gut inside of my body to marinate. And when we showed up at this particular house, we walked in, we did the obligatory greetings. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for letting us be here today. It's so wonderful, so nice for you guys to have us here. And There was um, two couches and some, some lazy boys kind of set in a circular pattern in their living room. A couple of families had already arrived. Um, saw Bill and Janelle were there. Um, we sat down and some refreshments were served, some, some drinks and some, some snacks. And then the host said that they wanted to go around the circle and talk about how each of us had met, how we'd met our spouses, and maybe even tell some of our testimony of you know, how we accepted Jesus as our saviors and kind of uh, 
devoted our families to going to places like Chapel Next, um, especially in a military environment where it could be very, very difficult to um, have healthy marriages and, and strong faiths. So we started to go around the room. We heard different stories of different um, time spans in the in the military. Some had been in for several years. Some, like um, Jennifer and I, had been prior service before. And as we worked our way around, and it was coming around the semicircle towards Jennifer and I, all of a sudden my stomach started to rebel. That's the best way I can put it. I noticed that there were several of the women in the room that had shawls on and were actually um, had goose pimples on their arms because they were chilly. And yet I was sweating profusely. I could feel the heat radiating off of my face and my skin. And um, I noticed my stomach starting to tighten up and it began to gurgle. And when I say gurgle, I mean like the um, water fountain bottles when the air pocket hits it and goes bloop, bloop, bloop. My stomach was doing that. And then all of a sudden, I had a oh my gosh moment where I literally, and I don't mean to be too crass, but I literally had to clinch up at the last possible second because I realized it wasn't going to be just a gurgle. It was going to be an accident. And at that point, I turned to Jennifer, who was looking at me at that particular point with some kind of um, concern in her eyes because she noticed that something was wrong with me. And I whispered, I said, baby, I, I need to excuse myself to go to the restroom. And she said, as under her breath as she could, right now, they're right in the middle of telling how they um, got to meet each other. And he was proposing. I said, I, I'm sorry, I, I cannot wait. And by that point, we'd already caused enough of a disruption that the hostess said, um, is everything okay? I said, yes, it is. I was just wondering, I apologize for interrupting, but um, do you have a restroom that I can use? And she said, yes, absolutely, no problem. It's, it's right there. And we all turned to look, and maybe four steps from the couch was a little door that I hadn't noticed in the hallway as we were walking in that apparently opened up to a half bathroom that was literally like five or six steps from the couches. And in my mind, I was thinking, is there a different one that you might have, maybe like in a neighbor's house that I could borrow? But the offer was there, so I, I got up, said thank you very much, made my rapid exit the few steps across the, um, the, the living room floor, opened up the little closet of a bathroom, closed the door, and as I turned around, I, I saw um, literally just the toilet and a little sink. There was a little bar that had a his and hers towel on it because it said his and hers on the nice um, towel. So I took them off the rack and very delicately stuffed them under the, um, the crack in the door so that people weren't going to hear the, the nightmare that was about to be unleashed in their half bathroom. And that's exactly what happened. And again, I'm trying my very best not to be too, too graphic here, but when I finished, I'm pretty sure I had exercised several different demons and the toilet had flushed on its own a couple of times just by sheer pressure. 
I dabbed in a circle to finish up. It was it, it was a traumatic experience for me. It was a significant emotional event in my life. And I wasn't finished, but I at least got to the point where I knew I would not die or wreck their furniture if I could wrap up where I was and continue later on that night once we got back home. So I cleaned up as much as I could from um, the event. There was no way I was going to be able to fix what had just happened in the bowl because they didn't have one of the scrub brushes near. Nor, I noticed, did they have one of the nice spray cans anywhere in the room, and I was afraid to light any kind of match because I'm pretty sure methane is explosive. So I splashed water on my face, took the towels back from under the, the crack in the door, dabbed the water off, tried to put them back neatly and um, work out the creases in them as they hung there, and then adjusted my shirt, straightened up, slowly opened up the bathroom door to walk back to the couch. And as I did, I noticed that no one was talking and every family was staring at me. And Jennifer looked like she was absolutely mortified because apparently everything that had just happened in the bathroom came across in full stereo for everyone in the living room. Jennifer said it actually drowned out part of the come to Jesus moment. And I think I might have on cue actually said Jesus' name when they were talking about him, just with a different tonal inflection. So the host, again, trying to be polite and kind, invited all of us to move away from that particular location to go into the kitchen and backyard area because even with the door shut, the towels were no longer under the crack in the door and what I had done was making itself known spiritually in the air. And so as we moved towards the kitchen, the hostess wife veered off from us, and you could hear in the background the ch-ch-ch, where she apparently had some kind of spray somewhere. We never went back to that house, ever. And I'm trying to think back. I don't ever remember seeing them at chapel next ever again it's possible that they actually sold the house but the good news was bill and janelle became our close family friends and have been ever since i think it's because they felt guilty for introducing me not only to that particular couple but to buffalo wild wings that's it.